Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. Wild. <laughs> that song came out in 1968, but it's uh, by Steppen- Steppenwolf. Jack Kirby's Fourth World, so I'm sure that he's he he stole Steppenwolf. They should have had that in the movie because Steppenwolf <laughs> was born to be wild. They should not have, His... and I'm glad that they didn't have the uh, come together song in the movie either. <laughs> that was. A happy surprise for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> who really expected who it? Who did that cover? Was it Gary Frank Jr.? Is that right? Oh, you know. Wait, no, Gary Frank's the artist. Gary Oldman, I think. I think. It's Gary. Gary Freddie C- Prinze Jr.? Gary Clark Jr. That's the that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. He actually is a pretty good Pokemon. musician. He kind of sounds a bit like the Black Keys. I'll agree, I guess. I don't know who that is. Sorry. He did the Come Together cover song for Justice League. No, you said Black Keys. Well, he kind of sounds know. like him to me. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Oh, you don't know the Black Keys? That's another no. band. Well, this isn't a music podcast, though. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a 12th level intellect. It sure is. It's hosted by You're you. apparently saying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're switching up today. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome to another episode of 12th level intellects. It's hosted by the Watchtower Database. <laughs> I am Ted Kendrick, and with me today, per usual, is your host, <laughs> Mr. James Strecker. That's me. <laughs> That's you. That's we're, what it we're feels us. like. We're us. <laughs> Finally, I'm not famous. Uh, so, you know, t- today we're going to talk about some stuff. Maybe you'll enjoy it, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. Um, the first thing that I'm going to talk about with my voice and mouth is the fact that there's a Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, that's, that, yeah, that's pretty out. cool. Um, there's a DC like streaming service that, you know, take all their stuff off of Netflix and I assume like the CW app and all that stuff. And it's just going to go into, nah, it's going to stay on the CW. Oh, it's, you think so? Well, I guess that would make sense yeah, since it's, it's a TV channel and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's their but channel. But it'll probably also, I would I would guess they would also put all the CW stuff on because they don't have much else to stream other than movies. And cartoons um, over the years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just we'll trying see. to make sense of it all. Yeah, yeah. But but this Harley <laughs> series is all animated. and yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, it's an animated yeah. series, but it's also an adult animated series. So it's like... Right. Yeah, the um the promo image that we saw was drawn by Amanda Connor, and mm-hmm. she's the one who's been drawing the book, uh, the Harley Quinn book that's been uh, part of. Yeah, Robert I'm kind of wondering whether this is just a promotional like they took forever to draw this one thing t- to get you excited about it, or if it, this is an actual screenshot from yeah the show. Because yeah. if it, if so, that's a lot of effort put into this, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely. Uh, very stylized and unique looking and yeah she's, yeah she's very comic booky that one promo image had so many background characters in it too like it looked like yeah. the condiment king was there um mm-hmm. some obscure he's putting characters so like much ketchup on his fries what a silly guy <laughs> and the ter- uh, terrific trio or terrible trio is, yeah is there, or really? at least two of them it yeah looks like. yeah the vulture yeah. and the shark 
Oh, you're right. The shark guy is there. There's the the fox. Oh, the fox is there too. Is also there. I thought that was the only one other one that I saw. Um, yeah, you probably know more people in this than I do. There's some guy with goggles and he's got a diamond on his chest. I don't know who that is. I think. Um, oh, kite man. That's kite man. Oh, okay. That said, kite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How cute. yeah i I think uh this looks enjoyable if it looks like if the cartoon actually looks like this if this is like a more um if if this took more time to draw this than the cartoon takes to draw like if they spent more time on making this look good then it doesn't actually look like the cartoon then i will be sad but i think that this is probably pretty close yeah yeah i hope so too like we had this Justice League promotional images forever ago that are more like detailed and shaded differently and stuff like that, but they are basically what the show looks like. So mm-hmm. even if it's a little bit of a step down, it'll probably still be enjoyable. I like that it's in a bar and there's blood and there's beer and there's all this like whoa, edgy adult stuff. Because I guess that's <laughs> that's what we want. That's supposedly that's what we want. Yeah. Well, we want everything. So it's, right. that's what DC's doing, giving something for all ages. So <laughs> we want everything and nothing. Yeah. As we'll get into <laughs> later. With the that's movie. true. Yeah. <clears throat> you you kind of glanced over it. Today's topic is the Justice League review. You were just like, it's stuff. We're talking about stuff. Oh yeah. But it's well, major stuff. This is stuff we've been looking forward to for years. Yes. So we'll get into that stuff. <laughs> the idea of the stuff is stuff we've been looking forward to for years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get to that. What do, what do you have in the newsworthiness? Um, so there were rumors. There are, there's always rumors about uh, Ben Affleck getting recast, right? Yep. About, um, you know, he's like, oh, this is my last movie. I'm going to bow out and whatever. So um, they're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal is uh yeah. is being talked about to be the new batman even though at the same time it's matthew reeves who's doing the batman movie is that right so i mean that sounds right the director assuming so yeah 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 <laughs> he's attached to direct right now but he yes. he's been on record saying like no it's ben affleck he's gonna be batman mm-hmm. so i think the jake gyllenhaal stuff is just floating around it could be something that they do um we talked about this before uh possibly for the flashpoint movie <laughs> You know, that kind of gives them a big opportunity to yeah. do recasting and stuff if they want. But right now, well, I think, yeah, I think as we'll discuss probably more later, the, it doesn't seem like DC has much of a plan uh, that <laughs> they, 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 they on the surface level seem like it, but then any you read any deeper than just watching the movies and right. it becomes very obvious very quickly that. Oh, we're just going to change at the drop of a hat based on what we think people want to see. So if, yeah. if Matt Reeves is like, no, it's Ben Affleck, then tomorrow it might not be. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the problem. But yeah. anyway, so that's... That's fun part. Yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal... Uh, would, it, I think if it, was, if it was like a from the start, he was Batman, I would have not really a problem with it. I think if they're just going to bring him in to replace... Ben Affleck that there needs to be since now they're doing this Marvel-y shared universe thing with the DC movies that if they're just going to do a George Clooney swap out that they need to have a, a reason and not just do it James Bond style so yeah yeah I think so um, if it's since like they're making a, an effort to make it cohesive 
Yeah, people have been talking about maybe have Jake Gyllenhaal be Dick Grayson and have him take over as Batman. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I saw that, that uh, work, they're actually casting for the Nightwing movie right now. And yeah. there is a big open call for, for Nightwing. Yeah. So they're pulling in everybody. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, the odds are like winning the lottery or something. But right. it's still... Do you, you know. have black hair? Can you do a backflip? Yeah, do you, martial arts, whatever. Have have a butt. Do you have pecs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sign here. Yeah. Oh, who knows? But you don't have to be a good actor. <laughs> you, just, you just have to have a nice butt. <clears throat> so well, it's a DCEU. So. Yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to put down any of the actors, but yeah. Do you, do you, have, do you have a nice butt? You Check. don't have to be a good actor. <laughs> Come be in our DC movie. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll get in, into that in Justice League, but there are a few yeah. gratuitous shots of Gal Gadot there. <laughs> so gratuitous? <laughs> yeah. Question mark. No. Uh, what's your? Uh, I, I want to do my thing last. So what's okay. Yeah, I got one more. Fine. Uh, so I I saw that there was um someone on Reddit pieced together this interesting connection between Batman versus Superman and Justice League. So it's not really news as much as kind of a, a thing that people found. But sure. it's um there are these news clippings in Batman versus Superman about a potential super germ that was um I don't know. It was just some sort of dangerous disease. And in hmm. Batman versus Superman, you see a clipping that said Superman was stopping it. But then in oh. Justice League, we see it again in the paper where it says super germ again. And it's like in the same newspaper where you see like Superman with uh, Bowie and Prince, you know, right. and it's like, it's like, yeah, gone back in the space. So the speculation is maybe it has something to do with the Amazovirus that was um, a similar sort of uh, disease based thing that uh jeff johns wrote this arc in his new 52 run on justice league where mm. the mesovirus it was like a four or five issue arc um it spreads uh to infect like normal people and mutates them into monsters uh gives them superpowers temporarily but they're all like super just mutants like disgusting kind of looking mm. uh beasts so it's like the justice league have to take that take them down but there's also like the doomsday virus that's cropping up in metal stuff. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah. Similar sounding. And there could be um, the way that like the DCU has handled doomsday and stuff. Like it does almost seem like it's right. kind of a a viral sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um. That's. Uh, I have not. I've not seen anything about that. That's pretty cool sounding. I feel like that's never going to ever be touched upon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, something maybe that, if because Lex well, Luthor made the Mesovirus in the comics, and if the after credits scene, we'll get to that. But if that has anything yeah. to do with it, maybe that's an element that he'll <clears> use <throat> when he returns for his next. Sure. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, I'd like to see Easter eggy hidden things like that become more part of the plot because there was like this reminds me of the supergirl thing where how we see like an open uh cryopod thing in man of steel like oh Mm -hmm. one of them is alive and then the prequel comic shows that that supergirl so maybe supergirl is on earth and then people were speculating that from the justice league trailers that maybe it's supergirl that comes back but then that's not even in the movie none of those scenes are in the movie so (laughs) it doesn't make any difference but uh (laughs) something stuff like that that i want to see that we'll probably never see because they'll read everyone's 
stupid reviews and then go, oh, uh, pe- people want this, and then they'll change it, and then it'll be a different thing. But they and might we'll bring Supergirl in. I mean, she's in the, uh, the intro, right, with the the expansive like DC. Yeah, spread. I don't know if that's really like a clue to people that we'll see in the movies, or if that's yeah. just like, a, hey, look, we have all of these characters. Remember how Marvel only has access to like seventy percent of their characters? <laughs> we have everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was something that I I was looking up last night. I was trying to come up with a title for uh we just did a justice league review on my jts entertainment channel and uh, i was trying to come up with a title for just the sketch that we do beforehand mm-hmm. uh for when i post that separately later and uh i was trying to like okay well what kind of pun can i make out of marvel and dc or comic books or whatever and and I just I ended up on the Wikipedia page for comparison of Marvel and DC Comics. It seems very opinionated, and there's a lot of just little Wikipedia uh, like inserted code that says like this needs to be expanded and all this stuff because it's just not information. It's just some guy wrote the page, but uh, part of it was like despite or like even though Marvel has ac- access to. Most of their characters, except for the following, X-Men, Fantastic Four, blah, 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 uh, DC has access to everybody. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, there's no, they have no reason to never <laughs> include someone. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's Wait, at least that positive. That coincidentally yeah. might be the name of their streaming app, right? DC All Access? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the YouTube have access channel. To them all, yeah. it's it's a like punch to the face, sort kind of. of. <laughs> well, the Marvel might be getting it back. There were talks about Disney and Fox um, merging a little bit, so mm. discussions are probably right. on the table. Yeah. I, I bet they get Fantastic Four. I bet we see them become a part of the MCU eventually. Well, Incredibles Two is coming out, so Disney has yeah <laughs> Fantastic Four rights. That's true. That's a good joke, dude. Okay, I have another really <laughs> funny joke that I want to tell. Um, so I just saw something recently. Uh, it was it was moving images that I watched on a screen. Um, so this this big, craggy, uh, creepy looking armored space villain comes out of a portal, um, and he brings with him all this this giant army of faceless copy-paste alien creature drone soldiers and all the superheroes have to come together uh, and fight them come together right now (laughs) over me and fight them uh, together using you know they have to overcome uh, differences together they may have yeah Mm -hmm. right now Um, (laughs) differences they may have uh, and you know there, there, a a big, cre- uh, scary looking thing appears over a city, uh, and characters that we've seen before in previous movies have to join in a combo movie mm. uh, with each other. And we also see characters uh, that we've seen in previous films uh, holding magical objects, and the bad guy really wants all the magical objects to come together right now uh, over me. And... Once he does, he can destroy the world. So now that we're done talking about Justice League, let's talk about the Avengers Infinity War. Trailer. Yeah, I thought you were describing the Avengers trailer. Yeah, <laughs> That's the whole the time. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I I want to be clear that this is not me saying that 
Avengers Infinity War stole the idea from Justice League. This is me saying that I think I have finally hit the superhero fatigue that everyone has talked about. <laughs> you you <laughs> finally years. hit it. Wow. <laughs> I know. I will I I'm not going to say something. it officially, I guess, but it's like we've we've been going through a decade almost mm. of of the Marvel movies and uh I, you know, most people have been like super duper excited for Infinity War ever since Thanos showed his face in the end of Avengers yeah. six years ago, five years ago. And uh, I didn't know who Thanos was at that time, and I still barely do, so I don't really care as much about it as most people. But I think uh, I will definitely see it. I'll definitely have a lot of fun watching it, I think. I really like the actors and blah, 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 blah. blah. But... It's just, it's the same thing that we see every movie. <laughs> it doesn't look different. I don't know. It's It's got more people in it. Yeah. And it's the people that we've been seeing, like, grow as characters and relationships and all the different Everyone's supporting so, cast, isn't it? Too? Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be exciting. Yeah, But it's for still sure. just superheroes fight a bunch of... You uh, you might have caught that super germ I was talking about. Yeah, that's <laughs> I guess so. They fight a bunch of faceless soldier bad guys, and then they mm-hmm. finally fight the big bad guy. That's what's gonna happen. That punch him a bunch. It happened, and in, we saw it recently in Suicide Squad. Uh, <laughs> same thing in Justice League and mm-hmm. original Avengers, and here it is again. Age of for, Ultron. For, yeah, each, yeah, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so Avengers three. The third same Avengers movie, <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I, I like, like I said, I will still, I'm still excited for it. I'm, but I'm not like posting it all over my Facebook right now, like everyone else in the world, going, "Oh my god!" I'm just going, "Yeah, yeah neat." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Spider-Man, still, right? He, he looked cool. I like his new uh, yeah. costume. That's something we've never really seen before in a movie. Although it's pretty CGI looking in the trailer, but they still have yeah. A I was bit gonna say I, I hate that, that Spider Man is just fully CGI now. Like at least mm-hmm. in the Tobey Maguire movies, he was like half guy in a costume, and we sure, barely sure. see him as an actual guy in a costume anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well. Yeah, but there's it's I gotta rewatch the trailer again just to kind of pick it apart yeah. because I know that there's so many background things happening there, yeah. like characters all over the place, which is awesome. Um, I think that movie is so significant because, like, the original book, the um, Infinity Gauntlet, was, like, Marvel's answer to DC's crisis on infinite Earths. You know, mm. it was, like, published uh, just shortly after a similar era. Um, it was written by Jim Starlin, who's done some stuff for DC, too. Like, Jim Starlin's a writer who, like, he's the guy who killed Jason Todd. He... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we killed Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah, we vote. Well, I wasn't. We not us personally, but we the people. I didn't vote yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't vote for. I him. didn't do it. But he also wrote um, Cosmic Odyssey with Mike Mignola, mm. that Fourth World stuff. So like Jim yeah. Starlin, the guy who created Thanos, he's no stranger to like cosmic stories like that. But um, he's no Stranger Things. No Stranger Things. That's. Yeah, my uh, like I haven't yeah. read it. I haven't read the original, but my concept of Thanos is he's just like this alien. Like he's almost like, um, like Trump in a way. Like he's just the kind of like king of his like alien uh, nation or whatever he has. But he's like fallen in love with death, like right. death personified, and so he's just trying to like 
destroy as much as he can to feed. Do you think they'll do like, that in the movie, or uh, almost feels... as like an offering to her? So it's a it's an interesting motive, and we haven't really seen that in play. I don't think from like our glimpses at Thanos because he was yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie, and like that was kind of the real first chance we had to really see what he's like yeah so do you think he'll be he'll they'll do the death love story thing i hope so otherwise it's like what's the motive just to get all the the infinity stones power your gauntlet but like why you know yeah well i mean the movie's gonna have to be like titanic length or batman versus superman length to to like accommodate all this stuff which i think is is okay i'll i'll have to I'll have to not drink any beverages before the movie, <laughs> or, the... or just bring a bottle. Yeah, God, <laughs> a bucket. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what for? <laughs> but uh, uh... well, you know they're splitting into two movies. It's Infinity War, and then there's a the fourth <clears throat> Avengers movie is like the second half of it anyway, or like it deals. Well, with I the think fallout. that was the original plan. I think they're supposed think to still be connected from that sort of. It's not. I don't think it's anymore. It's. It used to be like Infinity War Part One and then Part Two, but I think it's just mm-hmm. Infinity War, and then the next one's going to be something. Probably else. New like, Avengers or something like that. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> which is ironic because the same thing happened in Justice League. It was supposed to be a two-part movie. Yeah. And then they were like, "No, that's never been the plan. It was always just a one-part one." And it's like, "No, no, you announced it <laughs> that way." So what well, we we have a plan. <laughs> what I, I've heard of the word plan before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so from just the trailer, um, it'll it looks like it'll be cool to see all the different uh, you know Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, all those guys integrate more with the people we've been mm-hmm. seeing forever. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. They're banking on a lot of people just, I mean, they're, they're banking on it correctly because yeah. <laughs> most people will, will respond to it this way, but I, they're banking on most people just being like, I'm going to go see it because Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth are in the, or not Chris Pine. Oh my God. Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth are in the same scene together. Like that's and, and Chris Evans. Just, they, they oh, got all the Chris's. Yeah. Except, Pine. um, they'll, they'll just go see it because thor and hulk and doctor strange talk to each other for five seconds yeah and that'll like that'll get at least a million people <laughs> to see the movie alone which is cool but also annoying <laughs> because that's just money i'm just gonna <laughs> give them my money it's the same with star wars now i mean it's cool that they've brought it up to being almost a star wars level hype for something sure i feel like um i congrats to them i guess but i mean yeah I, well, they've I'll been building star up wars to this because it's star wars and it's the same thing now yeah it's uh, it's like movie history you know it's unprecedented that they have mm-hmm. built up to this movie after 10 yeah. years you know um, and they're they're gonna continue on like they've been keeping phase four. Uh, Marvel's been keeping phase four a total secret, except right. Kevin uh, Feige recently uh, said that there are eighteen movies in development as part of phase four. There are eighteen secret films. God, that's the like total that there's been so far, or whatever. Right, <laughs> or probably more, so. Yeah. So they're definitely like not stopping. 
you know <laughs> yeah uh it's just begun what was i gonna say uh, infinity war that's all that's yeah no i don't well what the hell was i gonna say that's all you uh, gotta say that's all you gotta say yeah <laughs> it's coming oh i was just gonna say it's it was i remember it being impressive when the first avengers came out that there were like four or five movies and then they all came together yeah right now over me and then i <laughs> uh got to see everybody and it's cool thing and then i was like that was at, even then was unprecedented mm-hmm. and because uh, like the, i'm trying to think of any other franchise that has done a similar thing and i don't know if there has been not a successful one, one. you know the dark universe tried to happen <clears throat> but the mummy twice i think <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like it's done it's so done yeah it, well, it, it quietly before, went away prior to the mcu is there because i'm trying to think of like Mm-hmm. There's there's movies like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that just have a bunch of movie characters come together right now over me, but there's not. It's not like a ha- bunch of movies leading up to this event. Yeah, they didn't have a previous right. cinematic universe. I think maybe like Alien versus Predator. That was kind of a big one if, a few years ago because of those two franchises. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But that wasn't like planned out. That wasn't like I mean, it was still. It, a, a eventually, big we're deal. going to culminate in the most amazing film you've ever seen: <laughs> Alien versus Predator. But I guess they had like a Alien Skull in Predator Two, and they had various mm-hmm. comics that came out in the 90s and whatever so sure. <clears throat> i mean it was in people's minds also i think there was a, a cartoon uh in the early 90s bat batman batman batman, batman uh, the animated series maybe? later they made like a uh superior superior man something like that mm-hmm. and that culminated in like that came together right now over me um sure <laughs> you know the DC animated universe. That's it, right? That's it. That's I haven't it. seen that in so long. Not in like less than twenty four hours. Yeah, that's a long time for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watched Cold Comfort last night, so <laughs> nice. Because nice. I had to for the stupid website that I'm making. Well, ah, that's, me that's a good episode. Coffee. Yeah, it ends very abruptly. I didn't remember that, but it's like it starts Mr. Freeze. Too. Yeah, huh? It starts abruptly just because I know that like Bruce Tim didn't really want to follow up Sub Zero. Oh, yeah. Or like he didn't intend for that to be like the way Mr. Freeze's character was going. Right. So he yeah, wanted Ms. Nora to be dead. Like, but yeah. she ends up coming back to life then the Sub Zero. Yeah, there's there's that uh, holiday special comic or whatever. Mr. Freeze is at Nora's grave. Right, right. Which is kind of depressing. But, uh,. Yeah, the episode ends with Batman is trying to stop Mr. Freeze's like helicopter that he's going to drop a bomb on the city. And I was looking at the time on the episode, and it's like 22 minutes or whatever, and it was at like 21.45 in, and Batman's still punching Mr. Freeze on the ship. And I was like, there's 15 seconds left of this episode. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then he just like attaches Mr. Freeze to the bomb, and the bomb drops out of the plane and explodes. And immediately Batman's like, I think we've seen the last of Mr. Freeze. And then you see that his 
suit doesn't have a head, so he escaped. Uh, but that happens all in that last like fifth, 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, what do we do? I don't know. They could have cut out something else stupid. Why do they? <laughs> Yeah. But that's not what today's episode is about. No, today we're talking about the Justice League movie, which we've kind of been doing already, just yeah. interspersed. But uh, yeah, we should focus on it now. So what? Yeah. Let's like it's been kind of uh, you've been dropping hints that you didn't like it very much. So let's like start with what we did like. Okay, and then we'll pick it um, apart. <laughs> I liked Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. like usual, um, She's for great. various reasons. I liked uh, I liked the the Flash's character for the most part, even though he had some dumb lines here and there. Um, full full disclosure, I guess this is we're just going to be spoiling anything about the movie. So yep, I don't think we're going to do a non spoiler and then spoiler segment. We're just going to talk just about it because it's going to be impossible to exactly. separate it. Um, I liked yeah, I liked I liked the Flash's. I liked his. Uh, he had a unique visual presentation uh, versus other forms of the flash that we've seen on the TV show or the comics or the cartoons or anything, mm-hmm. um, which we knew coming into it from trailers and stuff, but it was still cool to see like the blue lightning and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I had to do a, uh, well, I didn't have to, I chose to do <laughs> for our, for our, pleasantries review on the jts channel i did uh i included some clips from the trailer uh and one of them when we talk about the flash i was going through like frame by frame to get the exact shot i wanted and i don't know if this was from the compression of the trailer or if this is actually part of the speed force effect that they do on him i hope it's the latter because it's a cool idea they they have like the background i'm trying to explain this in non- special effects terms <laughs> yeah they have the the background behind him so whatever they like green screen in behind him or whatever uh is like one frame of video behind him moving uh so when he the the, the couple frames that it takes him to zoom out of the shot he leaves behind like an outline of himself of the previous frame of background so that you can see like a silhouette of the flash that's just barely off kilter from where he was from the rest of the background. So it's like displaces oh, the space where he was. And I think that's a really cool uh, like way to do it. Uh, just like as if he's still, he's in like two places at once or he's like left behind a piece of himself sort of that, that happens in the shot uh, at the like Superman Memorial thing where he like, Oh right, right, right. Zoom, swoops his hand over the top and touches the ground, and then he off to the side. Um, you know the shot. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. It's, it looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like kind of just a, a remnant of, or what were they called in the show? Like it's like a speed remnant or something oh, yeah. like that. But I mean, that's almost like a, a duplicate of him. It's not. They're not really going there. At least not yet. But um, I no, would have liked sure to see. It's just part of the effect, but yeah, it's cool. I would have liked to see the Flash, like uh, in Batman vs Superman, we see that moment where he, like, goes to the Batcave and warns Bruce, like, Bruce, watch out, you know, right. something crazy is gonna happen. He's got like his costume has all these moving pieces to it, which looks really mm-hmm. cool. That I feel like that was missing in the Justice League movie. Like his costume wasn't really morphing, like that. Yeah, there was some rumor a while back that he was gonna have that suit that he, we see him in in the movie, and then by the end, Batman would have built him mm-hmm. a different suit. Like that, that one was because I think 
for the most part, it was met with happiness from fans, his look. Sure. But there were some people that were like, oh, it looks like just a big clunky thing compared to the sleeker version on the CW show. Mm-hmm. And so... I did like his helmet, but, how his helmet's kind yeah. of longer. Like, it almost... It took a, me a little like bit a to helmet. grow on, to, for it to grow on me, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I thought um, Ezra Miller might have been miscast. I I like him as an actor, but I don't know if he's Barry Allen. But I think, yeah, al- like also that could have just been uh, the shots or like the scenes of Barry Allen by himself. Like all we really see is him with his dad in the prison, you mm-hmm. know. And I think there were intended to be some stuff with Iris West as well. Yeah. So that might have <clears throat> maybe maybe if those scenes had stuck around, maybe I would have liked him better, but. I don't know. Yeah, I think we'll talk more about this stuff, I'm sure, as we get into it. But I think uh, I think Ezra Miller's casting is kind of part of the Zack Snyder-y, like, I'm going to yeah. do a, a different take on the character. And then now that they're trying to transform it back into what you expect uh, in the, the, whole, the universe as a whole, uh, having a black-haired like super goofy barry allen doesn't really fit anymore i don't know i I still like it i still like the character but yeah if if i'm more of a flash uh aficionado i would be like it's Mm -hmm. not really the flash like they spent a lot of effort to make ben affleck look like bruce wayne and act Mm -hmm. like bruce wayne for the most part but he but the flash is just like a new character sort of (laughs) yeah just like uh, lex luthor (laughs) was a new lex luthor yeah kind of so yeah it's the whole personality change like the flash i grew up reading about and watching you know is a brunch eater he goes to brunch every sunday he loves brunch this flash (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) it's not the same it's yeah (laughs) I actually believed you for a second because I was like, I don't know. I guess he does. Maybe he does like really brunch. Thing? Yeah. I mean, probably. He eats a lot. The Flash eats a lot. Why wouldn't he like He food? does. Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. But anyway, I did like the... Um, I liked Aquaman and Cyborg. I thought uh, Jason Momoa and Ray Fisher did amazing as those characters. Um, yeah. DC, like, making Aquaman sexy is probably one of like, <laughs> the smartest things they could do, you know, for the character because he's always been kind of the butt of jokes, like... Uh, yeah, some people. And, yeah, some people have complained that they're pushing it too far to try to make Aquaman cool. But I think that, like, if you know Aquaman, you know that there have been times where he has legitimately been cool. Yeah, and not they're not like trying a new thing. This isn't the first time he's had a beard and long hair mm-hmm. and a trident and whatever. It's you know, it's yeah. not like yeah, it's... it's not like they're like, oh, all we have to work with is this stupid ass guy that <laughs> talks to fish, and so now we'll we'll just make him edgy and whatever. There was but, that like... scene where he's chugging whiskey, like listen to the yeah, white that stripes. Was, that's a little too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that didn't match the rest of the movie. That's no. another like Zack Snydery. Like we did this, and then when we change everything else, it doesn't match him. Mm-hmm. Like. It was a lot like Suicide Squad, how it's just, like, powered by the music. You know, there's a few, especially in the intro of Suicide Squad, it's all just, like, hit songs. Yeah. Back to back. Let's let's try to forget Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't help but compare it, because DCU. No, I know. I just mean, yeah, they've learned their lessons in some ways and not in others. Mm -hmm. So, I will will say something I really liked in Justice League. Uh, There was one scene I personally... 
uh, really enjoyed the scene where the Amazons are trying to play keep away with Steppenwolf uh, with the mother box there on the mascara. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a really cool sequence where uh, it's uh, Steppenwolf comes out of the boom tube, which I, those boom tubes are really cool in the movie. They were like the giant. Uh, yeah, it was a pillars. unique way to do it that we haven't seen. Yeah. <clears throat> rather than just like the, the war pole sort of thing, but more like so a, he... an intestine that spits out a <laughs> person. <laughs> It's a good go. it's a nice image in your brain there. Yeah, or a vagina. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. So <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so on the mascara, <clears throat> um Steppenwolf's trying to get that mother box and Hippolyta is there. Uh do we see any other Amazons from the Wonder Woman movie? Was um Robin Wright in there again as Antiope. No, she died oh, she, in yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think she is technically in the Lord of the Rings flashback. But oh, she's right, not, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so the Amazons <clears throat> are playing Keep Away. Um, Steppenwolf's trying to get this mother box, and they, like, they're in this temple at first. And as they're fighting in the temple, they realize, like, okay, we can't win this fight. So they leave and they kind of uh, get the trap doors behind them, hop on the horses, start running down this field. And Steppenwolf's after them, and I thought it was a really uh, engaging scene. Even though like Steppenwolf CGI is a little hit and miss, like that was one of the things. Like I, I love the guy who did the voice for him; like he did a really good job. But just yeah. CGI was uh, just... Mance Raider actor. That's right. Yeah, his yeah, name. yeah, yeah. He he just he's got um, a good voice. I mean, because just you know we don't know what he looked like because he's just a whole thing of cgi so it was very like he's kind of character where that's fine because he's an alien you know uh so it's yeah but it wasn't even uh it wasn't like the mance raider guy's face made to look slightly more alien like we're seeing with thanos and stuff it was just a a a completely new looking cartoon character Mm -hmm. um which i guess i don't have a problem with i just wish that there's a lot of a lot of behind the scenes problems with this movie that would have made for better CGI on Steppenwolf's face <laughs> uh, that I think neat was necessary. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree with you about the scene being cool. Is uh, he? I liked him dropping out of the boom tube, the superhero landing. I liked the Dothraki Empire coming over the hilltop. I did not like most of the rest of the scene because the CGI was shoddy and last minute and the goal of the scene, like where are they going on horses? They're on an Island. Uh, right. But you have islands that have wild horses on them, you know, like that's not uncommon. Where are they going? I mean, they don't have to go anywhere. They, they could just live. Are they up... going to turn into seahorses? Maybe and just swim. It's up to them. They're just horses <laughs> that live on the Island. <laughs> They're god endowed horses, but the Amazons could have the visible jet or something. Like they could, I don't know. You're They're right. not stuck on the island. Like, <laughs> do you think this universe has the invisible jet? Maybe. I mean, it's... I mean, I guess anything's possible if they decide to put it in the movie. The, like so. the Green Lanterns have been around like for mm-hmm. thousands and thousands and thousands. Well, of apparently, years. yeah. They've... Where were they when Zod was attacking? You know, yeah, not what here. were they doing? But they were in the ancient battle. At the um, yeah, I really liked that actually. Lord of the Rings kind of thing. um, Yeah, were they something like one of the three or four times total in the movie that I was like, yeah, awesome. That was one of my favorite parts too. I went into the movie being like, I have to have a Green Lantern reference. 
to like meet my quota. <laughs> like that's like it yeah. has to happen. And I was so like when it happened, I remember like raising my fist and like cheering. I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I did happen. audibly go, yeah. So. And I at first I thought that that was a Shazam also in that battle because you see a guy with lightning and he shoots stuff. But right. now I'm pretty sure that's Zeus because it was like yeah. There's been a lot of yeah. I think he's credited. Yeah, as Zeus, yeah. And so. then there's also Ares is supposed to be in that scene too, but he might have just been like yeah. He, he might have been he got cut yeah. out yeah and there's a lot of yeah. stuff that got cut but it's out like uh, zeus is part of shazam though he's the z in shazam right, yeah, so yeah. it's like that still you know could like be a kind of an allusion to that so we're gonna be getting yeah, that movie um, soon i think it's like the third in production like we're getting aquaman next wonder woman 2 maybe suicide squad 2 is slated mm. sooner than later but then like shazam Joker so those are Harley like five yeah, yeah well maybe i mean but like those <laughs> like Shazam, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman two are like the next ones, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, that would be kind of cool to have them tie Wonder Woman stuff into the Shazam since they share similar Greek godiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, do you think for the Shazam movie that they'll cast old man wizard Shazam? as an actor that you recognize, or do you think that they'll choose just an old man? Um, it's, that's a good question because the DCU doesn't always go with, with like big stars, you know, like, um, Ray Fisher, like Ben Affleck. Well, Ben Affleck is an exception. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. like the guy who plays cyborg is like a relatively unknown and, yeah, Even, Wonder Woman, Superman, everybody is kind of a B level. Yeah, B level at least. Although now they're A list, you know. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Um, you have your exceptions with like Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley right. Quinn, but but yeah, um, I don't think it's essential that the wizard is someone we recognize, but it would be cool. It's kind of like how in Thor uh, we got Anthony Hopkins as Odin, you know, but he's not necessarily right, in yeah. it that much, so it'd still be cool. <laughs> to to see someone that we recognize but not yeah do uh make do like good. a do like an old british man that we know or something yeah uh, but not gandalf or like one, ian mckellen my, would be a little too on the nose right. <laughs> yeah my one uh well yeah they i mean they can't put magneto i guess they could because they they're doing everything yeah uh <laughs> yeah the michael b jordan was in fantastic four and now he's in black panther mm-hmm. um but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I my one hope for the Shazam movie is that they have a scene where old old wizard Shazam is talking to Billy Batson, and he's like, "I have endowed you with all these powers, and you know, you'll have to learn how to use them responsibly, like Uncle Ben style." And then he's and he says, "Like you must become." Captain Mutt, and then someone interrupts him. Yeah, <laughs> that could be that could be kind of funny. Yeah, and that's never touched on the rest of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and like everyone that. just starts calling him Shazam because he says that. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is always weird because it's like, you know, how does he tell people his name without yeah. changing his powers? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I am the <laughs> name. I can't. Say. I'm just gonna write it down. I'm, I'm just gonna the... write it down for you. Yeah, <laughs> you can that's say a it. good point. Yeah, when someone says. Oh, what, what what do we call? Like he <laughs> saves some woman from a burning building. What what what's your name? Uh, it's yeah, it's Shazam. <laughs> just fuck. Just call me, uh, just call me Billy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have a secret identity. 
Uh, <laughs> I do like the creative ways that they've used that in various... I'm sure it's been done in comics, but they did it in JLU. They did it in the Injustice game, I think, mm-hmm. where like he's about to say it, and then someone like grabs him and like uses it against him, or yeah, or they or he uses the lightning against them because by not being Shazam, if they get hit with the lightning, it just hurts them, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lightning in DC Comics has various properties depending on who it needs to touch, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> You can depends. have lightning powers, or you can be get speed powers by being touched by lightning, or lightning can transform you into an older man. Or lightning can bring you back to life when you're a dead Kryptonian in a special right, ship yeah. with a, a special box <laughs> that yeah. did things. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Justice League movie has the biggest, has the MacGuffiniest MacGuffin I've ever seen in a movie. It was pretty MacGuffin-y. <laughs> yeah. It was like very, like... Just from the start, like, these are the boxes, okay? We have to get them. Like, it just tells you that all throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually it's a little more subtle than that, but... Yeah. Well, <sighs> and so it goes. Um, there were a few things, like, that that I don't think we can ignore for, uh, for Just League. Like, I don't even think we mentioned yet how there were two directors. You know, how, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, how Zack Snyder had to... Like they were always going to do reshoots, you know, um, but Mm -hmm. he had to step away after his family tragedy. And then Joss Whedon uh, came on board to finish the movie. Although he's only credited as a writer, but he did direct a bunch of new scenes. So part of yeah, like half the movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is like why part of being objective about this movie is keeping that in mind. Because then you can kind of catch where, where those new scenes Mm -hmm. might, might be because there's, it's, pretty obvious if you are looking for it yeah. like you can kind of tell like oh yeah. this is a snyder like thing if it's slow-mo you know like an action fight with slow-mo or something mm-hmm. but then like the joss whedon stuff is much more dialogue based and kind of character moments but i, th- I do think he like whedon added a lot of cool stuff to the movie uh one of my favorite parts being the mid credit scene where we see superman and flash do a race you know, just to see who's yeah, faster. Yeah, it's very fan service It was. Thing, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. It was really fun. And, like, part of uh, what made this movie fun for me was uh, that version of Superman. Like, how he's more lighthearted and hopeful. Mm-hmm. Which is totally what they were going for. Like, even his costume is brighter. Which makes... Yeah, way, way more. It, yeah. it is way more. Almost distractingly so. And I wonder if, mm-hmm. if it was the same muted tones that we saw in Batman vs. Superman before... Whedon came on board. I don't. I don't know Maybe. that for sure, but yeah. But there were also all those rumors. Were like speaking about Superman, like because they were, um, conceivably supposed to His go suit. through. Yeah, like the return of Superman stuff, like the black suit, yeah. uh, long hair sort of stuff. I don't know if those rumors just got started because that's what we were expecting from the comics. But yeah, uh, do you know? Mm-hmm. Is is Joss Whedon? I'm sure he is based on who he is as a person and what he did prior to Marvel stuff. But is he a comic book fan prior to, like, Avengers? Or is he just, oh, I I happen to write similar stuff like Buffy and whatever? I think he is. Um, I mean, Buffy ran, had an ongoing comic for a while, too. But yeah. um, do, do you think he has like a preference of Marvel? Like, did, did he? And OK, this, that's not the question I want to ask. Do you, Does he have 
Marvel Comics knowledge prior to yeah he wrote an X-Men book for a while actually okay. so he does he have prior DC Comics knowledge Not... well he did write a script I mean, we for don't know Wonder Woman person, but... you know he wrote a script for Wonder Woman um, a little over okay. a decade ago before he got the Avengers job but I don't believe he's ever written for DC um, the only reason I ask is because when he did Avengers it seems like he was more informed about the characters, um, how they're meant to act, and how they're how they are perceived by the public and stuff like that. Whereas with this, it seems like any Joss Whedon scene in Justice League is they just brought him on because he did Avengers. Like, oh, he can do this kind of movie, but they, that he didn't necessarily know like how the movie should be i'm sure that's not entirely his fault because he was just thrust into this last minute like make this better oh my god yeah <laughs> thing uh but it's like there's just a lot of moments where you can tell it's a joss whedon scene either by superman's face or by just the tone and and camera angles and stuff you like mean that. you mean superman's face because <laughs> he's missing a mustache because lack of mustache artificially yeah. removed. which wasn't as obvious to me as i thought it would be a lot of people are complaining that like oh in this scene it's so obvious i'm like no it's, I thought, it's really not i like, thought it was fine. in the beginning <laughs> that like um the camera very, yeah, the, the camera footage baby, the baby podcast yeah yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> it was noticeable but the rest of it really not a lot the, the close-up do you bleed shot that everyone's sending around like oh look at this it looks so terrible like i it really doesn't not I that one yeah it doesn't look too bad but i but so i heard that uh, uh dc actually like offered mission impossible to digitally remove the mustache from that movie if they wanted yeah yeah but oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they chose not to but like warner brothers had the audacity to be like hey was i saw someone <laughs> someone posted a thing on my face uh, i saw on facebook about like how how great would it be if like halfway through mission impossible henry cavill has to shave for some reason in the plot <laughs> so it was barely it was barely even necessary for him to do that'd that. be kind of funny but uh, i wish that I was just... they had just added mustaches to everyone and just make it fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of a funny video to make. Just go through the Justice League trailer and put a mustache on everyone. There you go. Um, maybe you'll see that. Maybe you won't. You probably won't. So uh, <laughs> I was I was trying to... Uh, Joss Whedon, he... The scenes that he directed are very different from the rest of the movie. And I read reviews that, like, oh, you can barely tell the when, what's original and what's not. And I don't agree with that. It's There's a lot of stuff that seems like mm-hmm. he watched the scene that Zack Snyder directed and filmed, like a completed scene, and said, like, mm, you make a joke here. But it only lasts three seconds. I, it needs to last like a whole 20 seconds. Like there needs to be people need to just be laughing and laughing. So let's go back. Uh, we'll put you in the same clothes. We'll style your hair 90% the same. We'll put you in front of a green screen and light it as close as we can. And then we'll just add in the brunch joke. We'll add in an Aquaman line here and there. We'll add in like things that yeah do not seem necessary. Like the the the, the whole... I need friends. Can I keep this? The whole flash scene is already funny. You don't need to add the brunch joke. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, that bothers me so much that that <laughs> all first set up very, for the mid credits part. Well, yeah, that, that's the only payoff is just 
they say brunch again and, later. And the joke, <laughs> the joke is that the Flash doesn't want to wait in the line. He doesn't want to have to wait in the line to get seated yeah, at brunch. Yeah, he's socially awkward. Or I whatever. never wait in the line for brunch. If you go to a place for brunch and there's a line, go somewhere else. Yeah, go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same food. So, although maybe we don't live in Central City, so we don't know what it's like. Yeah, all the all the brunch, don't go to big bl- brunch places or... are all central in the city. So, but, uh, it's a great joke there. Um, I tried. <laughs> I'm, I'm no Joss Whedon though. Central Perk. <laughs> so I from Friends. One of the major changes uh, so... that I that I heard of was like the the whole beginning of the movie started differently. Like, I think yeah. in Snyder's version, it starts with a more extended sequence of. Uh, Bruce in Norway, where he finds um, mm-hmm. Aquaman, Aquaman for the first time. Except now, yeah. the the film started with this sequence in Gotham, where Bruce, uh, where <clears throat> Batman's fighting a parademon. Which actually, you're talking about the scene that's filmed on a high school uh, play. Stage. <laughs> you think it was? It was it a super so super fake looking city top. Yeah. yeah, it was. That was pretty. I don't know. It was, but the the idea <laughs> of the scene was fun for me because it felt like it came from uh, Cosmic Odyssey. It was, I mentioned that earlier because the guy who wrote Infinity Gauntlet wrote that book. But it's like another New Gods, Dark Side stories in the DCU, and there's a cool scene in that book uh, where Batman is in the sewers of Gotham and comes across a parademon there. So, mm. and it was a really similar sort of way to set that story up. It's also almost identical to the. Um, New Fifty Two Justice League Origin, yeah, uh, yeah, opening scene with him and Green Lantern finding a parademon, um, but obviously without Green Lantern. Uh, that's what that's what I orig- immediately thought of. I can but see then, that too. Uh, yeah, but uh, oh boy, this movie! Uh, <laughs> I could talk for way longer than we should about problems that I have with it, and I it really bothers me because. I want. I really want to like this movie. I know. I, me too. I really want to like this. The um, this universe. I guess. Um, they still have a bit of ways to go before it's really there. You know, it's. <laughs> it, it it comes down to. Uh, we still have the DCAU. We still have whatever comics we like. We, like you know, it's not like this is the thing. Yeah. And you yeah. have to deal with it. So if you if all. Well, that was dumb, but at least I can go watch, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Or play Injustice to, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's tons of stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything I left out. Like, I went into the movie with a few, like, check marks on, on my list I wanted uh-huh. to, to cover. And one of that, like I said, was a Green Lantern reference. I got that. Right. My Easter egg quota was great. Like, the after credit yeah, yeah, scene, yeah. like, filled my Easter egg quota. I was happy. But I and it did it in. I think that's a positive of this movie is it did it in a much more fluid, uh, understandable way than Batman vs Superman mm-hmm. did. There's a lot of Easter eggs in Batman vs Superman, but it's uh, they're just they're just thrown yeah. at you like a rock to the head. They're, they're like, look at this dark side symbol. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is something Thanks. that was in, like I really wanted more. Doomsday. New gods. I wanted new gods <laughs> and dark side in this movie, man, and I'm. Really disappointed that we didn't get to see any right. of Apocalypse or New Genesis, and supposedly the Zack Snyder version had Darkseid in it for a moment. Uh, it, when yeah, we needed Steppen that. Wolf goes back at the end. Yeah, we really needed that scene. So yeah, well, it's like I the, I was was thinking about um, the 
one the my main my most major gripe with this movie other than the reshoots being stupidly obvious is that if you want to watch I'm gonna I, I have to make Marvel comparisons I guess because it's the only thing to really compare it to but if you want if you whenever like a new Avengers movie comes out and you go rewatch the previous Marvel movies they all feel like a cohesive story in a universe that all works together and all this stuff and like it all for the more for the most part except for maybe like the Incred- incredible hulk <laughs> or like one or two of the thor movies <laughs> they all seem like a continuing uh plot line of sorts and they all feel like the same universe and da 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 whereas now you're going to watch man of steel batman vs superman suicide squad wonder woman justice league they're all just very different movies from each other mm-hmm. um the closest ones are man of steel and batman versus superman in tone and style and everything every and especially going from batman versus superman to justice league it's it's frustratingly different um yeah. i know that a lot of people had that was my biggest fear for this movie too, was that it was gonna turn into too funny, too light, too bright, and too it, making it, things it, with light. It kinda did, yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, and it did do that, I think. Uh the Batman versus Superman is very stylized and Despite the fact that most people did not like that, most critics mm-hmm. and a lot it was very divisive. Uh I I don't hate it. Well, um, I think the problem is it started it off with Batman and Superman like at each other's throats, you know, like they were uh like Batman was ready to kill him. Whereas like traditionally they they're not antagonists. They're like They're just skeptical. Uh, yeah, skeptical, uncomfortable friends. And that's never really a relationship we got to see them develop um, because Mm -hmm. Superman dies shortly after he and Batman are cool. So, like, when he comes back here in Justice League, you kind of want that payoff to see them together on the team, but there's not that emotional attachment that, like... Makes you think, oh yeah, they just stand next to each other with yeah. capes flowing in but slow motion. But they're not, they're not friends. Yeah. You know, it's not no. like they're. None of them are really like mm-hmm. none of the Justice League members have that moment where they're like, and now we got over our struggles. There's just they're kind of angry at each other, <laughs> and then they win. Yeah, but uh, I was just I, the. <sighs> The, the 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 very the very grim stylized Zack Snydery three hundred style of and Watchmen and whatever of of his, the first two movies in this universe. While it may not have been the proper approach to these characters in this comic book world, it is a very unique filmmaking way to do it yeah and they did not follow up with that in the justice league movie and that's that they can't win that's the biggest problem is like if they make it exactly in the same batman vs superman everyone's sad everyone's half saturated colors everyone's on fire and lightning and smoke and everything 
people will go, oh, this movie sucks. Uh, why did they do the same thing? And if they completely change it to be Marvel-y like they did, everyone goes, oh, this sucks. Why didn't mm-hmm. they do the same thing? So <sighs> I think it comes down ah. to like, <laughs> not having faith in their uh, director's vision. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's just so obvious that the film that got in theaters was a hodgepodge of just like last minute decisions, like last mm-hmm. minute changes. Like you got to get it right in the script, you know, otherwise it's never like you can't really piece something together out of pieces like that you know like you gotta go into it with a full vision and trust that like once you have that that that's the way to go so i and they didn't have that faith in themselves yeah there it's just it's a messy behind the scenes and it makes for a messy movie Mm -hmm. um and they don't I hope that they figure it out because I really like these characters yeah. and I want to see them done justice, but there's not a good, there's not a good plan right now. Not yet. They, they just do whatever. I, I'm so glad that Jeff Johns is the president of DC films now because like, but he was for the last like three movies. <laughs> he, but Wonder Woman was really the only one that he, I feel like was a bigger part of input on yeah Yeah, because justice league like got into production right after batman versus superman was out (coughs) so it didn't really have a lot of time that's true which is why they had to course correct in post like they did so well yeah they thought they had to (laughs) yeah they thought they had to but i think it was mostly i i I kind of blame wonder woman the movie for for most of what's happened because they saw that everyone really liked that movie, so they try to make it more like that in tone and mm-hmm. and style and everything. And I don't know why it worked better for just Wonder Woman, yeah, than it did. Like, cause like Wonder Woman has plenty of bad CGI and it has plenty of weird moments and stuff like that. Like probably as much as this movie, if I'm being as Justice League, if I'm being honest. But there's not there's not really obvious like oh you brought this character in. 12 months later to do a, a reshoot for no reason on this one scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It, yeah. It doesn't have the behind the scenes. Like Patty Jenkins had like a vision and she executed it. She, to my knowledge, she said <laughs> she's on record in an interview for saying that there were no scenes that didn't make it in the movie. Yeah. Like she didn't have to cut a thing out or something. So, yeah. Um, I hope that we get a director's cut release. I hope that we get to see, um, I know that they'll have to, if they do that, they will have to do, They'll have to include some parts of the Joss Whedon version because I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder didn't actually finish the movie before he left the project. Right. So the the ending of the movie or whatever may not even... I guess technically they don't film movies in chronological scene order necessarily. So who knows what was left for him mm-hmm. to finish. Um, that would be okay, though, I think, if they kept in certain Joss Whedon scenes worked fine. Uh, but they, there were times when it would just be like the scene with Lois Lane and Martha Kent right. talking in the newspaper office. They're just sitting there. There's everything's in focus. There's uninteresting camera movement. Everything's just sitting there on a tripod. They filmed it in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and it was all like ad libbed and weird. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like, that's not, that doesn't like I mostly just, I think I think I think for a lot of people not that I think people are stupid. I'm not trying to say this. I think for a lot of people maybe they don't like the reshoots of Justice League on a subconscious level more than a conscious level because if you watch like Man of Steel, say the scene where little Clark is locked himself in a closet at school and his mom has to talk to him through the door and all that stuff and there's a lot of like 
handheld camera work. There's a lot of film grain. There's a lot. It's it's widescreen. It's uh, from an aesthetic point of view, like the cameras, the lenses, the the cinematography is very um, purposeful. Mm-hmm. It's thought through. Uh, Zack Snyder knows exactly what he wants to see. If any, if nothing else, Zack Snyder is a great visual director. Yeah. Um, and Justice League is just full of TV movie shots. <laughs> There's not not a lot of thought put into the non-Zack Snyder scenes. And even the Zack Snyder scenes come off that way a little bit sometimes. So I don't really know what the hell happened to this movie. <laughs> it's just very annoying. Yeah, it's disappointing. So, oh, well. But on the brighter side... It's cool that we have a Justice League yeah. movie finally. There's been and so much historical, like it's yeah. it's taken years to make a Justice League movie. There's been starts and drops, you know. So it's a there's that amazing... David Ogden stars as as John Jones uh, TV movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then there's the George Miller Justice League Mortal that didn't happen a few yeah. years ago. Ar- I think Arnie Hammer was attached to be Batman. Right. Yeah. 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 There's um. Yeah, you're right about the historical significance because we now live in a world where there is a Justice League movie, yeah. and we didn't we didn't three weeks ago. Nope. So, <laughs> so um, that's that's amazing. Which is cool. Yeah, I think there's I think there will be a lot of time will go by. We'll be in our fifties. We'll have children. We'll <laughs> we'll show them this movie, and we'll and with with pride. But for now. I am I am disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if there if people had that same like if there's you know, in the days before the internet <laughs> you you didn't know about all this stuff. You just went to see a movie and you had an opinion on it and you talked to your friends that live near you in the same cul de sac. You don't you don't have the you don't well, have you, the outreach. There are entertainment magazines. I know, but I mean like Empire Strikes Back. Did our parents go uh, go see that and go like, uh, all the <laughs> the drama behind uh, Mark Hamill getting into a car wreck and Maybe. and on the they this the director this time isn't going to be George Lucas, so this is going to be bad and all this stuff. Or did they just go see it and they don't even notice any of that stuff? They just watch <laughs> a stupid movie and then, and then they come home and they go, well. That was pretty good and then they live their goddamn lives <laughs> and we don't and we have to do all this shit on a podcast uh, <laughs> a simpler That's time a simpler time yeah <laughs> well you want to move on to comic relief <laughs> with that being yeah. said let's continue the podcast <laughs> yeah uh what did, I think I think we both read Doomsday Clock. We did, yeah. I was hoping uh, to so talk, let's about, talk that. about that because that's probably the only thing I read, except for No Country for Old Men that I'm still reading. But um, cool, yeah. You, t- yeah. I talk too much. You talk. Oh, about you're that. all good. Well, I'll set the stage. I'll set the stage. So Doomsday sure. Clock came out last week. Um, written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank. Sure was. They're uh, the great team. They've done Batman Earth One. Um, they did a run on Superman together that inspired the animated movie uh, Superman. Uh, oh, what's it called? It's the one with Brainiac. Um, Unbound. Unbound. That's it. Superman Unbound. Um, anyway, so they're they're great together. Um, Gary Frank's Superman art. Homeward Bound. Yeah, Superman Homeward Bound. The Incredible Journey. Uh, that that <laughs> might be what this 
book is about. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, just because of. to it seems like um, the gist of it is from what we've already seen in DC Rebirth, Dr. Manhattan has been uh, messing with the construction of the DC universe. Like he stole. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, he stole 10 years of their lives, which uh, is kind of why characters are younger. 10 years. Relationships are missing. Um, and so now characters are remembering yeah. what the, the lives they used to live and, and whatnot. So that's, that's been kind of a thing that's been going throughout rebirth already, but now doomsday clock mm-hmm. is kind of the culmination of all the stuff. And most of this issue actually takes place in the Watchmen universe, um, which we haven't visited since the original Watchmen series. If you don't count the prequels, the before Watchmen <clears throat> stuff that came out, which weren't really um, regarded very well, but we so now we've got <laughs> before, this. Are you talking about before Watchmen? Yeah, or? yeah, before Watchmen. Yeah, like, I have not read that. I there's don't a know few really good ones. Um, I didn't read all of them, but uh, Darwin Cook has a really good one he did about the Minutemen, the the 1940s uh, heroes. So that one is worth reading. <laughs> I like that one. But mm-hmm. anyway, so we're back in the Watchmen world. But it's actually seven years after the events of the original comic. So it's 1992, which coincidentally is the same year that uh, The Death of Superman was published, where Doomsday. Right, which I was disappointed him. to find out that this was not the triple X rated uh, comic I thought it was, Doomsday's Cock. Oh, <laughs> well. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. Anyway. It's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, finally i thought we were gonna get that but no, uh, not no, not in no this dice. one not in this one uh but what we do get oh, is we get a world where rorschach's back um somehow it's not the original rorschach because i guess if i have already said spoilers now there's gonna be spoilers but um yeah there's a new rorschach there's also new characters named don't listen to this podcast if you if you want to avoid spoilers, <laughs> in general yeah. but if you <laughs> if you exactly. see something in the title or description that you're like i haven't read that then don't listen to you that probably want to avoid it <laughs> so or read it and then listen to it so we got new characters named mime and marionette who right. i liked mime guy yeah he was, cool. he, he was pretty cool it's definitely joker and harley Right, uh, but like the Watchmen versions, but Watchmen sure. have always been based off Charlton Comics characters. So like Rorschach is the question, Doctor Manhattan right. is Captain Adam. Um, they yeah, all I mean. correspond with somebody, and Mime and Marionette are Punch and Julie, who have right. been in the DCU a little bit. They were both uh, recently in the Rebirth run of Batman, and yep. um, and they. They were originally Captain Adam villains <clears throat> from Charlton Comics, but now they are okay. Mime and Marionette. And so I do like seeing new new uh, analogs like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Makes me wonder like if there's more that we might learn about later or something. <clears throat> um, but I think that that is a deliberate choice by Jeff Johns' part to go into the rebirth mystery about the three Jokers that exist yeah. on Earth. So like we learned that there are three different jokers like the bronze age killing joker version and then the, yeah, like, uh, the like modern a year and one. a half ago yeah yeah <laughs> and, and so this is like a case now where the watchman has a joker they also have a comedian how are these characters gonna um inspire uh the dcu version who's the joker? comedian supposed to be on uh he like the... is the peacemaker from uh oh right i knew that yeah we used him for legacies and issue three yeah Yeah, we sure did um so what else happened oh i 
I have a theory about who Rorschach is. We can get to that in a minute. But um, Adrian Veidt. Let's talk about Adrian Veidt. Uh, Ozymandias. Okay. So at the end yeah. of the original Watchmen, it's revealed that he orchestrated this whole plot. Uh, depending if you read the book or the movie, it's either a giant squid monster or he made the or world Dr. think Man that Dutterman hadn't blew up a bunch of cities. But <laughs> either way, he he did a horrible thing to try to bring the world together. A bunch of chaos. You know, Dr. Manhattan is naked. So they could have still done <laughs> the doomsday. Monster. I thought you were going for the doomsday cock again. <laughs> <laughs> they could have still done doomsday cock. <laughs> so it's oh, Jesus. <laughs> which of course they're going to. You're going to get Donner Manhattan. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. That isn't really like the time that Watchmen came out. That's like, oh, the, the whole comic is way edgier than anything you've seen or whatever. So like. Because there's a penis in it. I mean, well, and people, blood and people exploding. And, different strokes and, for different folks, James. I mean, whatever brings you to the book. <laughs> don't talk about strokes and Doomsday's cock in the same sentence. Okay, please. all right, all right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> this is a much more non-G-rated episode of Twelfth Level Intellects yeah. today. I apologize, all the babies that are listening to this. It happens. Sorry. Don't do a baby podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't recommend podcasts for babies. <laughs> so, Ozymandias. And um, in this book, he we see uh, like the the very beginning of it. We actually see like a mob rush Vite um, Towers or whatever, where where um, the nostalgia brand is based. Yeah. And they they like run up to the office <coughs> and they like I I guess the their intent was to just throw Ozymandias out the window or something. You know, they like, just throw his chair. Yeah, out they throw the his chair, which yeah. is how the original Watchmen started through comedian right. out the mm-hmm. window, but. Um, but Ozymandias wasn't wow. there. Yeah. He was missing. He wasn't there. But he, he does appear later in the book. Um, we learn that he has brain cancer. He's got a tumor um, in his brain, mm-hmm. which is ironic uh, for a few reasons. Him being the world's smartest man, uh, now he's got a t- brain tumor. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's losing his like claim to fame there. Uh, but it's also like he tricked a bunch of people in the original Watchmen to believe that they had gotten cancer from Dr. Manhattan. So now it's oh, kind yeah, of a, right. uh, um, what am I trying to say? Karma. It turned on him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a piece of karma. So we, we kind of see him like acting regretful in a way. Like he's, it seems like he's trying to like turn himself around. He realized that his grand scheme didn't work. It backfired. And now he's like dying. Yeah. So he, his life's work has failed. It's a lot like, the poem that his name is based off, like Ozymandias, like, look upon uh, my works, ye mighty, and weep, you know? Right. Because... Despair. Well, yeah, despair, yeah. that's it. And it's like, it's... Alien covenant. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything he thought he built up is crumbling down, and so he is kind of dealing with, with that and trying to fix it right before he dies. So I think it's really significant that he's teamed up with this new Rorschach because Rorschach was like the total opposite of his ideals in the original mm-hmm. book. Very against him. Yeah. yeah so it's t- definitely <clears throat> telling that he's like Ozymandias is with Rorschach now. Um, who? I like how they they're in Night Owls like. Lair yeah, yeah. That, I wonder what happened to him. I thought for a minute like, yeah. oh, maybe Night Owl. Night Owl is Rorschach, but he's not. He takes off his glove yeah. and he he's a black. He's man. a black man. Yeah. So when I first read it, I I wasn't sure if it was a man or woman. So I was thinking right. maybe it could be like an analogy for Renee Montoya because she became yeah, be, the second thing. question in the DCU. 
But on on further thought, I, I've been trying to think like, is there anyone of Watchmen, like the original book that we had met before, who could be the new Rorschach? And there are three possibilities that that I've been thinking <clears throat> of. Um, okay, one of them. It could be the boy um, at the newsstand who's reading comics the whole time of the original Watchmen, except he's like there in ground zero when the squid monster Uh. arrives. But like the old man who runs the newsstand kind of pushes him out of the way and like kind of wraps around him. So like maybe that guy saved his life when that happened. It's possible. Hmm. We never see them again after that, I don't think. But I'm going to need to, I, I said before I wanted to reread Watchmen before I read Doomsday Clock, and then Doomsday Clock came out too soon. <laughs> Not soon enough, really, but also... You got time to reread it. Time. Yeah. Um, but I, I uh, like you suggested, I'll probably just watch the movie. It's and then close enough. Someone, someone has definitely made some kind of... Here are the differences between the movie and the book. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, okay. And then I'll keep going forever exactly because <laughs> i don't remember this little black boy but uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently he exists yeah i think his name was ernie um but i'm not sure that might have been the the guy the the man or bernie i don't know but anyway that's that's bernie one suspect sanders. yeah it was bernie sanders in new rorschach shed a tear <laughs> anyway so my other theory is it could be dr malcolm long who was the psychologist uh the black man who was interviewing Rorschach after he's been taken prisoner. So he's the guy he's become like super obsessed with Rorschach's uh, journal and the way he thinks and stuff that it ends up kind of like grading on his family life a little bit. But like the only thing is this guy is kind of fat. He's kind of old. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, yeah. except there. I mean, I guess we don't see how old he is and he could have lost weight. But true. And that's very possible. Um, We do also know that he has a wife and there's a scene where he has a coffee mug that says dad. So he could have mm-hmm. a son. Um, this could be uh, Dr. Malcolm Long's son, who's the new Rorschach, who's maybe inspired okay, by yeah. the research of his father. Did we see the son at all? No, no. All, we okay. never didn't even have a name. All we saw was uh, there's a panel where Malcolm has a coffee cup that says Dad. That's okay. that's it. So that's like the one. So clue. we don't know how much older he would be in seven years, right? Right. Of the right but age. But he could, so. yeah, okay. he could be a young adult. So that's another strong possibility, especially because he could have access to the journal and the records yeah. and everything. So, um, yeah. And then the last option, which I think is a bit of a stretch, could be like, do you remember the scene? It was in the movie in the book where. Rorschach's in prison and he's like in the lunch counter line and some guys like yeah, picking yeah, on him yeah. and he like puts the boiling soup in his face. So <laughs> You're right. it could be that guy. <laughs> it could be the soup guy only because um, in Doomsday Clock, Rorschach <clears throat> is, is talking about how he's in the restaurant and how there's that one waitress who doesn't stare at him. And like, mm-hmm. why would she stare at him? Maybe because his face is half burned off. Right. okay maybe okay maybe so uh, you know in the opening scene when the when the uh the 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 the, oh wow the comedian gets thrown mm -hmm. out of a window uh when he lands on the ground there's uh really far away there's a black guy i think it might be that guy it could be that guy i don't know because that's those are those are my three suspects though yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I, I think the first two are more plausible, obviously. Yeah, but I do yeah. like I like these theories. Yeah, it's um, there's really not Watchmen a lot of fan people in the original Watchmen slash Ted Kendrick. Yeah, there's just not that many what, options. What do you say? So yeah, it's yeah. got to be one of those. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah. It, yeah, it's going to be someone that we've seen before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, the, my, my only worry with the future uh, of, you know, eventually the universes will collide and, you know, we'll be left with some kind of resounding um, finale to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever changes that makes, regardless, the Watchmen and DC universes have mixed in some kind of way. And so in the future, you're not going to think of them as separate, but the same or having been together at some point, they've met each other, blah, blah, blah. So it kind of takes a little bit away from the Charlton like analogsness of them all is like, they're no longer, Oh, that's funny. That guy looks like question. That guy looks like uh, blue beetle or whatever, but there's just, they're both, they both exist. Yeah. They're but just similar it's still, characters. it still could be like uh, as a separate parallel world in the multiverse. Cause there's 52 worlds and there's like maybe nine of them that are still unknown. So this could be right. one of those unknown worlds. We do have Earth I, Five. I'm gonna need. To, <laughs> I need to look at Grant Morrison's multiverse map and like see, because there is like some patterns and stuff in there. I'm I'm looking at it real quick just to see if it'll jump out at me. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do yeah. wonder if the uh, if this is from the. Uh, if the Watchmen universe is one of the 52 worlds that we know about, or if it's like on a separate plane yeah. of existence that we have yet to understand so or something. I'm looking at the map right now and it's, so it's the way it's organized. Like if you've never looked at Graham Morrison's multiverse map, it's amazing. There's like, you see the 52 right. yeah, Earths, cool. you see the, the rock of eternity, you see like apocalypse, new Genesis, heaven, hell, like limbo layers. Yeah. Of bleed the monitor spear. Yeah. yeah. It's all the speed force. Like it's all organized in a really cool way. And there, like if you mm-hmm. look at the way the earths are cataloged, there's different sections where it's like all the cartoony ones are kind of all next to each other in a line. And then like all the um, kind of like evil ones are all right next to each other. And so there is a little bit of purposeful organization. And so you see, you actually see earth five, which is the like, charlton comics world that we've seen uh, in multiversity okay. and then there's a question mark world that's earth uh 49 it looks like that we don't know what that is but it's right next to earth five so that makes me think like maybe that's our watchman world that's part of this okay yeah no already. that's cool i'm yeah they yeah. i'm sure that that kind of stuff they don't do it on accident it's possible yeah. um what was i gonna say i don't remember Oh well. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't have a lot more to say about that. I got I got can, one last thing, more. one last little note sure. on Doomsday Clock. Um we end the book like so Jeff Johns, like typically like a typical Jeff Johns book has a big like reveal panel at the end, you know, like a DC rebirth had the watchman button in the wall. Um uh-huh. we've seen stuff in like blackest night before where it's just like, Oh my gosh, like the end of it. It's like, ah, you know, can't we really to read the next one? But this one had kind of a slow start, which is fine with me because it's a 12 issue series. So like, you know, they, they totally can set the stage and like get things. Um, they can go into the story, but this, okay. this issue ends with just Superman waking up from a nightmare which is kind of a really subdued uh, scene choice, I think, just because it's like it's mm-hmm. really personal. 
It's just him and Lois. Um, and he's got this like nightmare that's a memory of uh, the night that Clark's uh, parents died, Paul and Ma Kent. They, they got in a car wreck the night that Clark went to uh, his high school dance. It was a prom or homecoming or something. And he gets there yeah. and there's it's tragic because um, he was supposed to go like meet up with Lana and get a dance with her, but she's having a really good time with Pete Ross. And so it's like, it's this moment of heartbreak for Superman and also tragedy because of his parents' murder. And that's like, that's a nightmare he had. He wakes up in a cold sweat and Lois is like, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't think I've ever had a nightmare before. And it mm-hmm. also is possible he might not have had those life events before. Maybe that's something that Dr. Manhattan like went back into Clark's life and like adjusted his series of events to give him more of a tragic backstory. You know, maybe he thinks. Yeah, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. This is the watch. I was thinking that while reading is the Watchmen uh, universe has this very specific timeline. Like this happens in 1992. This happens in mm-hmm. 1980. Oh, oh God, math. Do it for uh, me. Ni- Four. Yeah. Yeah. No, five. Uh, That's right. <clears throat> That's right. Which is when it was published. And. and yeah, but the uh, the DC universe has usually been pretty open ended on like, okay, this happened a year ago, this happened a year from now, this happened a thousand years from now, this happened and when Superman was a teenager, but they never like put a date on it, like kind of on purpose, so that you're always you can connect to that no matter what, right, uh, right, when you read the comic. But now they are talking about in 1992 specifically in the Watchmen universe, they're talking about like, Oh, I haven't seen Dr. Manhattan since he, since he disappeared at the end of Watchmen, the comic book. And, uh, then we see that Superman's parents die right after saying something about God. They say like, thank, Oh, thank God for this thing. Or I can't remember exactly, but it's like Mm. pretty obviously connected. I feel. And I assume that it's supposed to be that Dr. Manhattan murders them or causes something that makes them die or whatever yeah and so is that meant to be that that is taking place in i mean it could be a different timeline since it's a different earth it could be a different year or whatever but it could be saying that that's taking place in like the late 80s which means that superman was a teenager in the late 80s which lines up with him being 30 something in modern time which is normal for superman yeah that's but he but that we've never had that before. We've never had that. Uh, right. Like, exactly. It's this year. Um, yeah. So that was something interesting, I guess, that I noticed. Yeah. That happens sometimes. They they do occasionally, like, assign, like, a decade to certain events. But it's um, it, it's malleable. It keeps changing. Are the police coming for you? I guess so. Well, Actually, that's probably an ambulance or something. I don't really yeah, know. just there by the road. Whoop, whoop. Oh, it stopped very suddenly. They're here. They're there at your house. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I got one more one more thing to add to that <clears throat> is that um, it's like, uh, hold on. I just lost my thought. Okay. So Dr. Manhattan, I think, injected this bit of tragedy into Superman because it's like he thinks maybe that will make him a stronger hero. Maybe. It's. Sure. I, I think it's got something to do with that hope versus grim sort of nature that we've been battling the whole time. 
Like it's Doctor like, Manhattan has always been pretty like pompous about. Oh, I know how. Yeah, how this sh- should go instead of how it's going right now. Because he's a god now. Like he started as a human yeah. and he's lost his humanity, and now he's trying to learn how to like cope with retaining that. You know, like he's uh, he's a god who's losing his humanity, whereas Superman is a god who's trying to figure out how to be human. It's like it's mm-hmm. opposite. It's a little bit uh, they're approaching it from the opposite. Uh, perspective. Well, Superman can't look at a Korean, or oh my god, <laughs> he can't look at a um, Vietnamese. I'm so sorry, man, and just blow him up with his thoughts. Right? Oh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Doctor Manhattan does. Um, I guess he could, but why? Why would you? Because he was a kid in 1970s now, according to his timeline. But anyway. The last, the last little thought, the last little thought. That's I had, the only time it's appropriate to blow up Vietnamese people. Like, uh, well, uh, when you're having a war with them, that's a horrible war. But anyway, oh boy, we get off this topic. We have the. <laughs> I want to talk about the button too, because it is a smiley face, right? The comedian's button. Right. It represents happiness. That's like the <clears throat> universal symbol for happy. And Doctor Manhattan's injecting this grim and grittiness into things. Like I feel like that button imagery is essential to the story because it's it's literal it's literally happiness. So maybe at the end of Doomsday's Cock, the button will have a frowny face. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But that's the episode, everybody. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> we should wrap this up soon. That though. is all I had to say though. <laughs> I just wanted to, yeah. to have that image in there because I think it's gonna be important. Yeah, there's a lot of predictions you can make. Uh, it'll just, it'll, this was running for uh, like a year, isn't yeah. it? Like once a month. I'm sure we're going to keep talking about this book as it comes out. Yes, yeah. very much so. Over the next 11 months. I, uh, let me look at the calendar real quick. Let me see what day this episode of recording actually comes out. Comes out on the 4th. Okay. Because I was going <clears> to. <throat> When we do the next episode, it'll be halfway through the month, but it won't come out until a week before Christmas. <laughs> so it'll be like, uh, oh, Merry Christmas, I guess, because <laughs> we won't, won't, you won't hear from us on Christmas. Uh, so we talked about Justice League. We talked about Doomsday's Cock. We talked about. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Do you think? I think we're done. There's a lot of bone bone spikes coming out of it. Doomsday's um, Cock. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's got to be made of the same like indestructible material. Otherwise, Superman would just punch him repeatedly there. But then again, he wears some little green shorts over it. It just so. makes me think that the Doomsday virus is more of an STD now. Uh, yeah, he didn't really have <laughs> genitalia in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I don't really want to know the answer to that question. Really. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, then I'll just keep talking about it. Oh. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for today. Uh, we had one uh, comment that I haven't replied to on our uh, the newest Legacies issue came out uh, last weekend. Yeah, uh, the wrap up to our destroyed mini arc. If you were missing uh, out on your new gods in yeah. the Justice League movie, you can find them there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, we got quite a few of them in that story uh yeah that's a, it's a follow-up to like directly like the next day after the end of justice League unlimited um and then from here we'll be kind of slowly but surely uh transitioning from that topic like the very conclusion of jlu to more 
original storylines that will still integrate all of the stuff that you wanted to see uh, in between JLU and Batman Beyond, but it is our own mm-hmm. creative way of saying it. It's um, going to be good. Yeah, we got yeah. some awesome there's, stuff in there's the works. some good stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, we're biased, I guess, but there's a lot <laughs> of stuff that I have been looking forward to drawing and looking forward to showing to people like look at this cool idea that we just haven't gotten to yet Um, we got a uh, really cool special coming up next another six issue special that's like a follow-up to asylum and it does i don't want to spoil anything but it it does some really cool things to bridge gotham to batman beyond so i think yeah it's got a lot of a lot of connections Mm -hmm. there i think people are gonna like that um yeah and uh we had a comment from our old pal Anthony Madge, who we've known since uh, like a decade ago in the good old days of superhero message boards. <laughs> uh, he commented on the issue. He says, uh, a more than truly high octane and overall kick-ass conclusion to the arc. I loved the wink and nod to the Elseworld Kingdom Come as well as Batman Beyond era continuity too. Question, what what did the Turpin Treaty translate to in English? <laughs> do you um, have that I on you? I not. I do. I, read it. Do you think I yeah, should say yeah, it? Yeah, read, okay, read let it. Let me find it here real quick. Um, it's pretty silly. <laughs> number four. I, I was hoping that people would just translate it for themselves, uh, and you still can skip this if you, you would, want. You would make but, them type that up into Google Translator? Yeah, that was the point. <laughs> I had <laughs> you to type all the Batman and Harley Quinn nonsense. <laughs> uh, let me see. I think I have it in a weird place, so let me see if it's in this folder. Issues number four. Um, oh, my, where did I put it? Page production? Well, you may have to wait on this because I can't find it now. (laughs) (laughs) I did have it. Where did I put it? Well. Oh, well. You got to translate it. It's it's German. (laughs) So you you could type it up and translate it from German to English. Yeah, it's it's in German. Uh, That's the secret to to figuring this out. Um, Wow. I'm very confused. Oh, hey, I actually, I found it. I found it. I'll read it off. Oh, okay. I found it in our okay. Uh, messages. Okay, so <clears throat> here it is. If you translate that, congratulations. For some reason, you have considered this text to be worthy of analysis. I chose German because Jack Kirby is of Austrian descent. He created most of the characters in the scene and was the visual interpretation for the character Dan Turpin. Notice the eyebrows. Oh, you're reading the, you're reading the retranslation back into English. So I guess it's fine. You can, <laughs> scroll, you can scroll up slightly and read the original. Okay. We included another <laughs> JK-related Easter egg earlier in the issue. Let us know if you caught it. Kind of a tough one. Are you enjoying the issue so far? We certainly hope so. This one has, was a long time coming. We'll be doing our best to release issues on a more regular basis going forward. If you're reading this in the future and see that we failed to do so, our apologies. Let's <laughs> let's see what else to talk about. I just saw the new Justice League film last night. It was just fine. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought Superman came back from the dead way too easily and quickly. The villain was uninteresting, but that's okay. Isn't this text more enjoyable than the computer babble in the latest cartoon movie? We did an Easter egg video on that. You should check it out on our YouTube channel. Well, I think that's probably enough filler text. Have a great day. <laughs> that's good. I'm I'm funny. Yeah. yeah no, the, uh, the, that's uh, a turpin a turpin treaty. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the that's what the World Assembly just signed and agreed to. Yep. Hey, you're right. Steppenwolf was kind of boring. <laughs> Superman, correct. He knows. All right. Well, yeah, that's that was, yeah. We that's sh- your answer, Anthony. If you're listening to this. 
understand. We didn't get anything else, but you know, if you wanna, if you want us to talk about specific things, you want to send us some questions or things like that, you can email us at info@watchtowerdatabase.com, or you can tweet at us at DCAU Watchtower. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at DCAU Watchtower, uh, and you, YouTube. You got a Patreon. GTS Entertainment on Patreon. Correct. That's the place where you can say, hey, I like your stuff so much, I'll give you my coffee money one time a month. Uh, Even a dollar is great. And and we love everyone that watches the videos, but we love you more if you reach deep into your pocket and take out some money and put it into our pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then you're truly our friend. Um, Watchtower, uh, yeah, youtube.com slash Watchtower Database. This is technically on SoundCloud right now, I think, but I'm not going to keep putting them on there. Yeah, we could stop plugging SoundCloud. Uh, Hopefully, eventually, you can find this on iTunes because that's the ultimate goal. It's the easiest place. Everyone knows it. Um, But for now, it's on YouTube as the main spot where you find everything else. And that's where everyone seems to be watching it. Anyway, we only get like three or four listens on SoundCloud every time. So it's almost pointless regardless. All right, folks. Um, That's been another episode of 12th level intellects. It sure has. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you on the flippity flop. All right. Bye.